Welcome back to another episode of the Macaulay Project Podcast, where I, Steve, your host, talks to friends of mine, and hopefully in the future some people I don't even know, about their creative process in all sorts of different art forms and practices. Today we have a friend of mine who I went to school with back whoa, <laughs> years ago. Um, Oscar Padilla, he is, uh, now, a training jujitsu martial artist. He teaches as well as competes and we catch up on some old times as well as getting into his lessons learned from being in jujitsu and what made him get into it and all that cool stuff while also maintaining living a normal life because most of us are just working and trying to get as much done as we can so we can get to the creative passions that we love. So uh, if you're just listening to the audio of this, sit back and relax and listen to some fun conversation with me and my buddy Oscar. And if you're watching the video, well, then just take it all in because, you know, it's me, Steve. Anyway... Here, let's uh, let's throw the intro and get right into it. Okay, there we go. There we go. So, yeah, Oscar Padilla. How long has it been? Do you know how many years it's been since we've last seen each other? It has to be like 11th grade senior year, something like that, Holy right? Holy shnikes. Yeah, it's got, yeah, so 2007 is when we graduated, right? Yeah, okay. It's 2007, probably. Holy <laughs> mo- <laughs> 15 years? No, wait, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, 15 years now. Here. Yeah, holy oh. crap. <laughs> did you um i actually like i, I made some notes because i just want to make sure we hit on some stuff oh, but like um did you go to uh university or college or anything afterwards uh, i went to school uh for a little bit um but then i actually got a job in uh industry which i was trying to be in like restaurant management okay yeah 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 so i i actually got a job in there i'm like why go another year of school uh, <laughs> right no that's fair and I get it. I, I went to uh, I went to university for three and a half years, so I was like a semester away from uh, finishing, and I was oh. like, "No, nah, this is stupid," and <laughs> I stopped going. So I totally get it. Uh, yeah. But I didn't even have a job to go to. I just was like, "I just don't want to do this anymore." So I just gone done. Uh, <laughs> also, I did a lot of work in restaurants, but more as uh, back of house cook. So I oh. also I also get that. <laughs> Went the opposite way. I was uh, front of the house. No, that's that's the smarter choice. Like uh, here in where I live now in Kelowna in British Columbia, BC. Here, um, it's like we got a we're there's restaurants like right on the lake. It's really okay. mountains and lakes and stuff Probably. like that. So it's a really like touristy place. And I was working at this uh, restaurant uh, where everyone is just like super trendy and stuff. And I'm like. I was not, so I'm like obviously in the back. Plus, I don't like people all that much, and I swear too much. So, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I think you would have done well here. I think yep. you would do well here. Great for you. Hey, so, are you still doing that kind of stuff? Uh, no, actually. So, um, 
I did a bit of traveling, um, and when I actually got back uh, from traveling, I found jujitsu, and yeah. I've been training here for the last almost going on five years now. That's that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> mainly because like I find it difficult getting out of bed sometimes. So to be able to like not only get out of bed but do jujitsu is <laughs> a huge feat. And I was like, I've well, of course I've had you on like Instagram and stuff. And I've seen all of your like. Uh, training pictures and videos and whatnot. So you're competing as well then? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I compete regularly. Um, actually, I'm getting into the swing of things uh, right now to start competing at like a little bit of a higher level. Oh, uh, sweet. Which I get promoted soon to uh, my next Ooh. Kind of been. So what, like, uh, I, I see, this is the fun part for me because I don't know anything. Like, I know what jujitsu is as like... Um, Oh, yeah. uh, you know, general, hey, I know it's a martial arts kind of thing, but yeah, exactly. other than that, I am like an idiot. And I purposely didn't look up anything because I was like, I'll just ask Oscar. He'll know. <laughs> He'll have answers for me. Oh, so I, like, like with the level you're at right now, like what would that be considered? Like, um, so I'm, I'm in a like a, in a kind of middle area. So I'll just explain the like belts to you. So sure. For Go for it. You got all the time in the world, man. This is the podcast area. We, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> right. So first we have a white belt, um, which is a novice, uh, all the way up to about like two years. You can have a white belt. But right. some belts are pretty good, man. They'll like surprise you. And then you have blue belt, um, which is the belt I'm at, um, which you, you start teaching. Um, you basically like are a slave for the uh, – gym owner to run the kids program <laughs> for sure <laughs> so like two of us are like doing the kids program i have uh one of my partners who actually just got promoted um to his next belt which is purple belt so that's the one i'm oh cool for right now i really want that guy uh, and then you have so that's like your first big belt is like right you're like i would consider purple belts now at a professional level um, okay Start doing professional level like tournaments, uh, mentoring stuff to get like paid some real money, you know. You yeah, start... decent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> have brown belt, which is you know, that's uh, to me, brown and black belt. Right. To... When, you, when you train with those guys, you're like, man, you're just I don't I don't see the difference sometimes, you know, they're just really, really good. So then there's brown and then there's black, and black is basically your master belt. Okay. See, I've like I've uh, like obviously I've heard of like black belt, and I just assume, yeah. Oh, that guy's a black belt. Everybody says that, and it's like because uh, I come from a totally different area. I did uh, years and years of guitar teaching. I still do guitar teaching, um, which is funny in the sense of like, yeah, you start the similar kind of way, right? You're just kind of training. You're getting into it, and yeah. then uh, you start getting pretty good. So you you put yourself around people who are also training, and yeah, you get exactly. into bands and you do stuff like that, and then. But there's nobody around like, hey, here's a belt for being like, you can play some Van Halen now. Here's a, here's a belt. It's more like um, they just buy you drinks. <laughs> What's that, sorry? I guess that would come with checks for you guys. Oh, man, you, you, you'd hope. <laughs> nobody makes money in music, man. Like, I, I, uh, even my, like, one band I was in, we were doing really good. Like, we were opening for, like, uh, you remember the band Finger Eleven? Sort of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, were, yeah they were quite a while ago. Anyway, they were pretty big, uh-huh. and they had us open for them. And it was like, uh, oh, man, there was probably like 500, 600 people in this venue. And yeah, each person, 
Yeah, each person's paying like 25 bucks to get in. So it's like thousands of dollars plus the bar and all this stuff. Uh, and we didn't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get paid at all. We brought so many people out. We didn't we didn't see any money until after the show. The okay. guys from the the bigger band who were just touring through, they weren't in charge of the paying. It was supposed to be the venue. And they found out. And they're like, what? So the guy just like reached into his pocket and he just had a hundred bucks in his pocket. He's like, uh, take this. So we got a hundred bucks to split between four people. Like, <laughs> what the heck? You know, I've heard about that actually in the music. Like synonymous for that, right? Oh like, yeah. Okay. Music industry is brutal. It's brutal. You get beat up in the alley. Oh yeah, like I've got friends who go and do tours in um, like Germany and stuff, and oh. they'll they'll go and they'll tour and they'll sell tons of tickets and they'll come back breaking even. Yeah, and it's just like got to put in that work, right? Oh man, it's crazy. I uh, you you can, <laughs> but I think it's like I like making music. I like playing music. And that dream that I had when I was like younger to reach that level has kind of been jaded, I guess. But at the same time, I haven't lost any of the passion for playing and whatever. It's just like it's now in a new venue. And so I was going to ask you about this. It's like, um, where did it come into effect where it was like I knew you in high school doing all like track and field and all that kind of stuff, um, which we can get into as well. But what I was wondering is like, where did you find the point where it was like, okay, I'm going to take this to the next step to the next level rather than just like doing it on your own. Like in, in what sense? Like, um, like when did you think like, I'm actually, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this and I'm going to go like when you got into jujitsu and you're like, okay, I'm not going to just be a guy who works at a restaurant and trains. I'm going to train. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's like, it's like always been a part of me where like, if I'm doing something, it has to be like the best thing, you know what I mean? Right. And like, with like sports in high school, it was like, once you got to varsity, I like, I needed to get to that next level, but I realized I couldn't, you know? Mm. So I ended up, uh, you know, dropping sports for a little bit. Um, and I've always like been the type to like, you know, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to work in a restaurant, I'm going to be the manager. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. So I kind of just like floated around a little bit, like in that, in that space. And I was just like, man, I don't know if, uh, if this is the thing that I want to like do for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Cause I noticed I was getting a little unhealthy. Um, I was gaining weight. Um, like just, I seen myself in pictures. I'm like, <laughs> yeah I, restaurant life man yeah, yeah. try being near the food all the time and you're just like nah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh but when i found when i found that's like i started doing it and i feel i realized like man this is like so fun i'm a guy i'm like a physical guy like i remember even after track practice we'd go and like have boxing after at, at pablo's house remember that? <laughs> oh like, yeah 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 yep. we'd, all, we'd always have like some some like rough house going on, like as, as guys growing up, you know, either skating or doing whatever kind of sport. Yeah. And so like, it just kind of resonated with me, man. And like, like just everybody around was kind of cool. And it was like all just a bunch of like, men. you get in there, there's no ego. Like it was, it's just, I was talking to, uh, this is a thing about, about jujitsu. I was talking to um, one of my friends earlier, actually at open that, 
and he's telling me, he's like, I'm I'm only normal when I'm here. <laughs> Everywhere else, I'm like everything's like bothering me. Like I can like this guy's like trying to fight me, and I'm like I'll beat this kick right. this. You know what I mean? I'll do this. I'll do that. But when I'm here, like everything's in check because there's those dudes that are bad. Yes. Yes. You kind of have to be humble. You know what I mean? And like the humbleness that comes with it is like what kind of keeps me going. You know what I mean? I um, totally get that. I totally get that. I yeah. remember being like, uh, this is like now I'm 32 turning 33 in a month. Uh, when I was like 22 and I first started playing in bands, I was a prick, <laughs> you know, like I was, I like, I hated my jobs. I hated what anything that wasn't playing music or yeah. doing something like that. Everything, like you said, everything agitates you. Everything just feels shitty. And then uh, I'd get to a venue and I would be like, yeah, let's play. But I brought that energy with me, you know, and it was like, um, it took years before I started to realize when I started getting around guys who, who had been playing longer and uh -huh. I, the the humble, <laughs> you know, you get humbled real quick when uh -huh. you see somebody who's been playing stages for 12, 15 years yeah. longer than you have. Right. And you're right. just like, oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, you know, it's totally relatable. I mean, there's always always going to be that you know what i mean mm -hmm. but i think i think to get back to your your original question like what made me um kind of pursue this yeah it, yeah yeah like my avenue of like living now is uh once i started teaching man so i got my blue belts um relatively quickly and then uh we started doing the kids program me and this, the group of guys that got promoted and i'm like man i love like teaching this i love mm -hmm. like doing this now, how can I do this? <laughs> right. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, now I'm teaching a lot more, uh, doing a lot of uh, private classes, which is like really, that's where the like cash is coming in, where I'm starting to not have to do these like odd jobs, you know, outside of here, which, you know, would be like some delivery gigs, um, ride shares, you know. Perfect. Yeah. So. You know, once I get to that next that next belt, I'm pretty sure I can make this into a full time gig and no doubt, man. Start working this for forever. <laughs> uh, uh, when I started teaching guitar, like I didn't make any money when I was playing <laughs> on stage. Uh, it all went into gas and you know drinking. Uh, but when I started teaching guitar and got around, uh, I fell into a job. A friend of mine was a bass teacher, and he's just like, "Oh, there's a spot for a guitar teacher." I'm like put me in there and then i all of a sudden now i've got 60 students a week and yeah. th they're paying me and i'm like wait, 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 why would anybody go and do the stage touring when you can <laughs> when you can teach yeah. and they actually have a check for you you know you don't have to like wait for it at three in the morning after a show hoping that they'll give you some cash it's like oh this is way better how, how is it for you teaching the kids because i found for myself it was like um I learned way more when I was teaching those kids than I ever did just like trying to yeah. learn on stage. Yeah, you, um, yeah, so it's like when you're, when you're teaching a technique, you really like, so I was laughing about this yesterday, actually. Uh, when, when you're teaching a technique, you'll, you'll start to see like where you taught it wrong once they start doing it. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> your hand goes there. And then you raise your hand. Everybody look here. 
I actually taught this wrong. <laughs> you have to put your hand there. They were right, you know. Um, so it comes with its challenges for sure. But yeah, like you said, like you learned a lot more from from doing it over and over and over and showing somebody how to do it. Um, and yeah, that's once once I started like doing a lot more teaching is when my skill level actually like increased. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's like, oh man, teaching. Like, I still do it. I don't do it. Like, I don't do it full time anymore. But I, I always make sure that I have at least a couple students going at any time. So uh -huh. it's like, you, you know, you keep that beginner level kind of uh, attitude towards things. Mm -hmm. When yeah. did you start feeling like you weren't a beginner anymore? Um, I still feel like I'm a beginner. <laughs> perfect. That's a perfect answer because <laughs> the same. <laughs> Like I said, there's those guys that you're like, all right. So, for example, there'll be guys that will come in my size and, yeah. like, I could kind of do whatever I want. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like they're never going to submit me. Mm -hmm. But then there's there's the guy that's been training for 15 years who could do whatever he wants to me, and I'll never submit him. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, it's it's always – you're always going to be a beginner, man. Especially now, the game is old. You have these guys that have been training for the longest time now that have up that gap that you know I'll never be able to close. So, but then again, you're always learning, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. One one of the things I would teach my students pretty early on is like, because um, I spent a lot of time practicing. And you can practice a lot on your own, and I'm sure it's the same in martial arts, right? You can do a lot of your practice in isolation. Yeah. And uh, I pictured it like, imagine you're going up the mountain, right? You're climbing up this mountain, and you climb and climb and climb and climb and climb, and you get to the top of the mountain, you realize two things. Number one, nobody else is there. <laughs> and number two, everyone else is having fun at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> And then it's just like, okay, so yeah, you can look around and be like, man, I did it. I got up here. And then you could also look over and it's like, wait, there's another mountain. <laughs> and so yeah. it's just like, yeah, it never ends. And so I realized early on, I was like, um, yeah, you can climb the mountain for exercise, but you want to be near the people so you can be like passing that on. So help everybody up the mountain rather than just being like, oh, I'm going to get to the top of the mountain. And that's yeah. where I'll be. And it's like, yeah, it's lonely at the top, as they say, right? And you're just like, oh, sure, I could do all the stuff, but nobody cares. Except for the other guys who got to the top of the mountain, maybe. And even them, they're climbing the next one. <laughs> I mean, there's some of those guys that do isolate everybody. Like, Yeah, oh, yeah, they, they definitely happen. I know a couple guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, they enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do they? Do they really? I Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> uh maybe they might like okay i've got i got like a couple friends who are like this and um i won't name names because i don't want them they're isolationists so they wouldn't like it <laughs> but oh. you know they they practice and practice and they're freaking incredible incredible at what they do and they say out loud yeah i just want to get back to practicing i just want to get back to that and but there's like always this undertone of like sadness and it's just like what are you looking for man what are you looking for in that practice and it's like i think for me i was i was like that and then it was like um university age a bit after university i started to realize it was like the practice was more so 
a warm up for just going out there and being like, I'm ready to go at any moment when I'm around people. Uh-huh. And the creativity comes from being the conversations that you have with other guitar players or musicians or people who do any kind of arts, martial arts, even, yeah, you know, yeah. you start getting into this mindset of like, oh, what do they do in their practice that I could apply to mine? You know, like different types of discipline and, you know, yeah. regiment building and all of that kind of thing. And then it's like, I won't get that if I'm not out experiencing it and becoming humble by being around people who are way better. Right. Yeah. It's like w- when you isolate yourself, you're not only isolating yourself from beginners, you're isolating yourself from people who've made it further. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that there's like this balance you have to reach. And sometimes I, I don't necessarily feel bad for them because they're doing great. Like they're, they're playing great, but I just feel like, Hey man, let's just play. Let's just jam a Taylor Swift song and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, man, there's always those people, you know what I mean? But that's like, that's like where growth is kind of stunted, you know? Yeah. You know, maybe they've reached that level in their own, in their own, like, sense of, like, uh, accomplishment, you know what I mean? Like, like, they've reached where they want to be, so I don't know, or you know what I mean? But there's always those people like, like us, that (laughs) need to be around someone that makes All the time, all the time. (laughs) I need, like, as much as, like, I don't like people. Like, I don't like people. It's like, the, you know, in Men in Black when he's like, uh, people are dumb. Pe- person is smart, but people are dumb. That's kind of what it is. Like the individuals. I like being around individuals and I like talking to people. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. It's a great idea. Uh, but like people in general, like going around like large groups of people, unless I'm like performing. Performing, I'm fine because I feel like I'm in my element there. But being around large groups of people, I just get like, Duh. um Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you, uh, just because I, like, I, I actually wrote down a ton of questions. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when you were first getting into it, did you have any specific like mentors that were helping you? Um, yeah. So my coach, uh, Coach Cooey, uh, shout out. He, um, he's, he's actually really young, man. And like, like. Like I said, I'm the type of person that's like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go like all the way. And like, right. he was super young and he was already a gym owner. You know what I mean? Already like belted up. He was owned the gym. And I like, I was like, man, I could do this. Like, I think I could do this. So, um, yeah, I kind of just watched everything uh, that he did. He moved uh, quickly. And uh, we were actually two, two stores over in this Jackson Hewitt tax office so if you can imagine how big a tax office is you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah and uh now you know just i think like two years two three years after opening sorry i have all these alerts going on yeah that's all good i don't think it's coming through so you're good cool um so only a few few years after like i started training with them which he just opened his gym a few months before um he got into this like giant space a few doors down you know, three times the mat space. Now there's a private workout room that we have. Um, I'm actually doing the podcast from here. <laughs> we have an extra mat space where we can do privates. Like some of the coaches can, you know, make extra cash on the side. Um, we just got a sauna in. So like all of this stuff, man, it's, he's still like, I'm still learning from him. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to have a gym like this one day. So, you know, if it wasn't him mentoring me, it was the whole community of the jujitsu gym, you know, Getting, sure. getting me into it you know what i mean it just motivated me to keep going that's awesome yeah like uh, uh man i 
when I was really young, I had mentors. Like I, my family, a lot of people uh, in my family played music. So I was around it a lot, but I didn't really have anybody specifically who was like, Hey, you can do it like this, you know, you can do it like this. But I had a lot of opportunities to watch people play. And I had a lot of time to uh, experience what it's like to be an audience member, you know, like uh, seeing people play and like at church and stuff as a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so it was like you see all these people playing. And then as I like graduated high school and went to university, that kind of like disappeared. And so then it became rather than mentors, it was like competition. So I was just around people who were at like similar level to me. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have somebody who was like, oh, you can do it like this. You can do it like this. And so, you know, just fighting through that and like, am I doing it right? And then you're like, no, I got to have confidence. Of course I'm doing it right. <laughs> and then it's like a couple of years later, no, I was doing it wrong. But uh, you, you get to these levels a lot slower but you still eventually get to them by uh, practicing. Um, did you have any family that was into like uh, this kind of stuff? No, man. And they still look at me like I'm crazy. Like my grandpa calls it karate. Um, <laughs> call it karate one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you karate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah. They, I mean, my dad, obviously he's like, you need to get into like He works for the department of water and power. He's an old school guy. Okay get into this you know what i mean um and i'm like man dad i'm an artist if you leave me alone <laughs> kind of thing yeah. Um, but yeah uh i was on my own doing it i just fell in love with it man like like i said that's like, awesome yeah once when i did some traveling i kind of isolated myself a little bit um from like older friends kind of like old relationships uh and then once i got here i met like this whole group of dudes they were like in the same kind of space as me um, same mental space and you know we're still all really tight you know yeah in the in the game whether it's here or there <laughs> um, we're still like you know we're still boys you know that's awesome that's awesome because uh, i actually answered other questions i had written down like oh. uh, uh so uh i noticed uh, i was scrolling through your feed because i just wanted to kind of get a gist of uh, what you've been up to and i saw you did some cycling as well oh yeah 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 that was actually um Actually, a while back, man, 2013, I think. Um, yeah, uh, one of my family members actually passed away from uh, HIV-related illnesses, and uh, and it was a, a bike ride actually to raise money for um, HIV and AIDS awareness, and um, so that was a seven-day bike ride from San Francisco to LA. And, Holy! Yeah, man, that was it was pretty intense. Like. That's I didn't crazy. really do much cycling before that. I was just like, oh, oh wow! Actually, you know, I was uh, I was working in in restaurants, and uh, one of the bartenders was like, "Hey, bro, like, you know," because I was I was pretty down about it. I was like, you know, it's not very often that that happens, and the, and the way that it happened, it was like, man, if you see someone like go to the hospital to like their time, it's so fast. It was so fast, and it was like right. it blew my mind. So I'm like, man. You know, I was like pretty shaken up about it a little, you know, and then uh, one of my, uh, one of the guys, the bartender, he's like telling me, oh, I'm doing this bike ride um, and I think you should do it with me, you know what I mean, for your family member. And I was like, heck yeah, dude, but uh, I need to get a bike. And he's like, dude, I got one for you. And he <laughs> sold it. He sold me this really nice bike for like 200 bucks. Nice. I'm pretty sure it was a $1,000 bike. So I'm like, you sure, bro? <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> 
know, <laughs> crazy. And, uh, started writing a little bit. Um, but the funny thing is this guy actually dropped out. He didn't do it. So it was just me. Right. Oh, wow. I, oh, I had a random 10 date, which was awesome because he was like some superstar cyclist dude who was like at the camp. Every time I got there, the camp was already set up. He's like already asleep because I didn't ride. So I took me forever to get back. <laughs> like it took me like 13 hours to do the whole one. Right. Um, where other people, it took them like five, six. Um, so yeah, I ended up doing that and, uh, it was a great experience, man. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was really, really good for me. I think I, it got me out of my shell, like kind of being forced to do something. Like I was always the kid when I was growing up, I was like, no mom, I don't want to go up and ask for ketchup. You know what I mean? Like I was like always scared to like talk to the register people, you know, but, uh, I think doing things like that really like got me into like who I am now where I can just do my own thing. And, you know, I, I really, for sure. that experience was like one of them, one of the big motivators for that. That's super cool. Like, uh, I, man, I can't even imagine <laughs> just like picking something up like that and be like, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just doing cycling for seven days straight. And, <laughs> and it's like, uh, do you still cycle? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Those those seven days was enough for an entire lifetime. <laughs> oh no, no no! I cycled for like a few years after that. Like instead of using a car, I had like a fixie. I thought, okay. I was, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I freaking jamming on the streets, running red lights. But I got over that. I'm like, no way! I'm picking chicks up on this, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. That's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I got a car. I had to get a car. Uh, this is actually a, a perfect, so like, obviously you have lots of different motivations for doing what you do. Uh, but I was curious too to make sure to ask you of like, what's your process like? What's your day like, or a week like in the training for that you do? So, um, like today, for example, um, I had, I woke up say like five thirty. um, you know, got my coffee in got cleaned up and then I showed up to the gym about like 6.15 and I had a private ready. Um, usually it goes, it goes a private in the morning and then I'll teach like a morning class. Um, and then, uh, I'll have my own training and then I'll do kids classes in the, in the afternoon about four. Um, so the schedule's kind of like from six to about, 12 31 i'm training and then i go home take a nap come back and then we have kids classes three kids classes and then uh depending on what day it is if there's a break because we have muay thai as well um oh, crazy which i'm I, I used to train a lot uh but recently you know i'm focused on getting that next belt i need that promotion um so i haven't been hitting that uh lately so we rotate um, adult classes. So depending on the day, I'll stick around and do my adult classes and then uh, take off. So maybe by 11 after I sauna, I'm home. And then I do Crazy. It. <laughs> Is that like every day or do you get like certain days it's off? Like, it's like three, four days a week. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. And then the other days I'm either working like Uber, Lyft, um, sure. Oh man, that, that's a cool gig, dude. And it's it's like it's like helping me close the gap, you know what I mean, to pay my bills and 
you know, have things that I like. So, you know, I don't mind working. Hey man, this is this is another reason why I want to do this podcast because it's like I listen to the like bigger podcasts and it's like celebrities talking about doing the work. It's like of course, of course, Chris Hemsworth can get in shape. He gets paid yeah. millions of dollars to do it literally every day and do nothing else. Yeah. Of course, you know these people can spend time on their music and they can spend time in the studio and all of this stuff because somebody else is footing the bill. And it's yeah. like. I want to talk to people who are creating and doing these things while also still living a normal, you know, existence of like, Hey, I got to go do this. Like a, I work full time doing, um, uh, boat detailing and polishing and stuff like that. So it's like in between, it's funny. Like some people would be like in between my work shifts, I work on my uh, hobbies and stuff like that. For me, it's like in between my guitar practice, I yeah. work a full time job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, like, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been offered some some of these guys like they have some cool like job offers like this dude wanted me to get into sales with him he's like man I think it'd be perfect for you you know starting pays like ninety grand I'm like yeah man but I need to train more dude you know <laughs> right like, yeah 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 working on something you know. Um, Oh man, I've turned down stuff just to be able to continue to do what I do. Like I also paint, right? I do well. I haven't done much in the past few <laughs> months, but. Uh, interested in getting some of your stuff, man. That's oh, cool. hey, that well, I can, I can send you something. I just need your address. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, send me some of your samples for sure. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you can email me your address and I'll I'll send you something uh, for coming on as a guest. That'll be awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I do painting and uh, it's just, it's such a weird thing. It's like I will spend, or when I was really into it, I was doing like six to eight hours a day painting. And then I would also practice guitar for a few hours. And it's like, there's no time for anything else. And so when the pandemic hit and everything got locked down, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Dude, that's crazy that you see that. <laughs> a lot of us like, not okay, not training. You know what I mean? Like, some of these guys, some of these guys, they need, they need to train like every day to stay mentally right. You know what I mean? They need to let out that aggression. They need somewhere to like, like, this is some some guy's man cave, you know. Yes. I mean? Might not have the man cave at home. This is where they go to get away from it all, you know what I mean? Um, and during the pandemic, we actually opened up uh, in in uh, my roommate's garage. We had this like like detached garage from the ha this house, right? Oh yeah. And somehow this guy, my roommate, had like fifteen mats just like in the garage, right? And I'm like, dude, I'm gonna clean this up, and we're gonna train in here. And uh, we called it Covina Combat Club. I made a logo and everything, man. It was so it was so cool. So like people would come by and train. And, That's awesome. Yeah. So we kept we kept our gym like alive, and then we did the whole back door entrance for for our place. You know what I mean? That's cool. It's like, um, you know, I consider doing like exercise or any kind of like art. It's all the same creative energy, man. It's all like. I want to build something, whether it's myself or my skills or a painting or whatever, and this creative energy comes along. And then I notice, like, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily just the practice of doing the thing. Like, I felt I got better at a lot of different things when I would do guitar. So yeah. it's like I'd be practicing guitar, and I would, especially when it was like a practice, rather than just like. Oh, I'm going to sit down and play guitar for an hour, you know, like a hobby. It was like, no, I'm in the practice of guitar playing and building um, a regimen. 
And then I found I was getting better at everything else in my life. You know, it was like, I can organize better. I can talk to people better. I know what I want more because yeah. I've spent that time building this regimen, building a discipline um, yeah. with through creativity. And then it was like, okay, I can do it like this. And then all of a sudden you get creative in other ways. It's like, okay, now I need a space for it. And then you start building the space and it's like, you have to be creative in every little aspect in order to be creative. And so it's like, it's funny. It, once that creative energy is starting to come out, it's just everywhere. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a fun, fun, fun thing. And I'm surprised it's like more people aren't just like addicted to it constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like doing what you love is like fun, you know? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Especially if you can do it all day. <laughs> oh man like uh there's this and then uh this afternoon i've got another podcast i'm recording so i'm not sure yeah. the exact days what these are coming out I, i'm gonna try to get this one out today yeah, and then i'm recording another one this afternoon and then um, i think i've got a few more coming up next week and it's like yes let's do it <laughs> yeah yeah because man you just got to keep grinding you know and once once you like keep going just like how i'm doing here i just you know right now it's nothing but it's super fitting that you're in the gym right now. It's super fitting that you're in the gym right yeah. now talking about this. <laughs> I need a shower pretty soon. I'm like in this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's cool. Uh, we won't go too much longer. I have just like a couple more questions, if that's yeah. okay. Um, so the first one is uh, what I like. Actually, this just plays right off of what um, we were just talking about. But um what kind of lessons, like, what do you think, like, some of the biggest lessons you've learned about living have you gained from doing your practice? Oh, man. Finishing things, for sure. Um, getting things done, like, you know, it's easy to kind of just throw your shirt on the floor, you know? <laughs> oh, I know how easy it is. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, all right, if I'm going to clean this, I'm going to clean it. You know what I mean? I have to just finish it. Um yeah, like you said, discipline coming from, you know, if, 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 for example, if I'm lazy on a, on a flow, say we're doing a passing, for example, this is where you're passing the, the, your opponent's guard. If you're like lazy with that flow or you don't do every step, it's not going to work 100% of the time. So that kind of mindset kind of sticks with me with, with like, say my car is dirty or something like that. You know what I mean? Like if I don't do this, clean this now, it's going to build up over time and then it's going to be harder to clean. You know what I mean? Same with like dude, picking up the dog crap in the backyard. I'm like, <laughs> and if I don't get on this right now, like, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. That's a, yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely. I feel that a hundred percent. It's just like, uh, and then I, I notice everything slips when I stop practicing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, some days you're like, man, everything's falling apart, you know? It's yeah. like, oh shit, I haven't I haven't played guitar in a week. No wonder yeah. everything's falling apart in my life. <laughs> and yeah. then people's like, Oh, you play guitar all the time. I'm like, I'm barely holding on by a thread here. If I'm not playing guitar, my life is done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh okay, here's here's uh here's a question I came up with this week because I wanted to ask a question to everybody who comes on this podcast. I didn't do it the first one, but I'll have him back. Um it's everybody always says like, what advice would you give to your younger self now that you've done it? But I don't, uh, I want to do the opposite. Okay. What would your younger self say to you now? If it could see you where you're at. 
Oh man. That's a that's a funny question to ask. Because <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, man. Back when when I was younger, I'd probably be like, "Dude, you're not making that much cash, and you're 30, bro." Like, the right? Fuck? You know what I mean? Because like, yep. yeah, I'm just like, man. Now, um, I think I'd be I think I'd be proud of myself for not like. I've always been like punk rock, and you can't sell out, you know. So I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I'd be like, "Yeah, dude, hell yeah, you." Yeah. <laughs> and you're a fighter like you know that's what i always like when i was younger i, I always wanted to do jiu-jitsu i've always wanted to like train mma and do this other stuff but it was so expensive and right. uh, you know luckily when i met my coach um we didn't get into it but uh he's like hey man if you start training today lock you in for this like deal for the rest of your life i'm like done <laughs> yeah it was like perfect <laughs> Yes. You know, now I'm getting paid to do it. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's incredible. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's so funny to talk, think about, uh, what your younger self would say about your current self rather than the other way. It's like, obviously you're going to be like, Hey man, don't do this. Don't do that. And it's like, I don't want to hear that. Everybody knows that. Everybody just says the same thing. It's like, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> but if you're a younger person saying, seeing yourself in the future, and you're like, oh man, you have a car? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you start to be a little more, uh, feel a little more gratitude. It's just like, hey, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm doing all right. I have a place to live. You know, I'm not like, I'm not dead yet. So that's a good thing. Uh, I can eat whatever cereal I want. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd probably like rock on bro <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah see and like i even just hearing you talk about uh your younger self i feel good now <laughs> like i feel like yeah yeah man that's yeah. awesome <laughs> punk rock don't sell out <laughs> yeah exactly exactly oh man uh what else did i have on here make sure i get in before you know what i I don't know. I think that was pretty awesome, man. I feel good. Like, I feel like now I want to go practice. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, man. Um, let me know the area you're in, dude, and I can uh, I can reach out to some of the coaches and be like, hey, man, my friend's coming in, especially if it's a 10th planet. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, they'll hook you up. Uh, they'll take care of you. You know what I mean? They'll be like, you know, let's set this guy up. Don't get him beat up. Discourage, you know what I mean? Because some guys, you 